Welcome to A Lot of Things, where we talk to a lot of people about a lot of things. Today I have on the show, Xbox person. That's right. Extraordinaire. That's me. Malik Prince. That's me. Hey, how's it going, Hey, Carlos? good to virtually see you again. That's right. Well, virtually, but I mean, I've seen, you haven't seen me, but I've seen you in person. We were just talking about that. So Yeah, you because you're watching me and stalking me and it's weird. Yeah, well, I hate I hate that you had to find out this way. So, <laughs> on a podcast, on a podcast. Um, yeah. So I so. thought we'd talk today a little bit about E3 and some E3 memories. I just recently have been tweeting all these pictures from you know past E3s, and a lot of people are. It's kind of like nostalgia is coming back. Mm-hmm. You know, after um, we're going to have this virtual version of E3 this year, and a bunch of people are going to technically virtually go to it. But yeah, you're right. I mean, there's a lot of nostalgia. I think two years in a row of no E3. Is, yeah, uh, it's been heartbreaking for me because it's the one time of year where you get to kind of go to L.A. and connect with a bunch of community members, people like you. So, yeah, it's disappointing. But, you know, we'll do this virtual thing and hopefully it's the last time. Yeah, hopefully, uh, we'll because obviously the country is opening up more and things right. are in quotes kind of going back to normal. So it'd be great to, you know, relive these memories now and then make new ones. Movie That's right. Next I'd be. I'd be curious if PAX is going to happen, PAX West. They haven't canceled it yet in Seattle for September Oh, in September, 3rd. yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Uh, maybe that'll be a nice little uh, you know, stopgap in between E3. Yeah, totally. Although, you know what? I was just talking about this with uh, my barista, which barista. I said that for, for no reason. I like yeah. that. That's um, <laughs> great. It was great. I liked it. <laughs> barista. Um, he was talking to me about how um, you know we're like not wearing the masks inside the... Uh, you know, coffee stores sometimes, you know, like certain mm-hmm. places are opening up that way. Yeah. So I'm wondering if like, um, you know, you have that E3 event or you've had PAX event, let's just say, because that's the first one. If people are going to start wearing masks anyhow, just for regular flu type stuff, right? Because, you know, we, we've been up many of these shows and they call it the PAX Pox or whatever it is, right? PAX Plague, yeah. PAX Plague. PAX Pox, yeah, all of those, yeah. And so even though like stores are opening up and you can take your masks off, like in a big, huge environment like that, I'm probably going to bring my mask. Yeah, I mean, I was watching an interview with uh, our Lord and Savior, Dr. Anthony Fauci, yesterday. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, the vaccine, you know, if you're vaccinated, the, you know, the CDC has said you can do a bunch of things inside. And I'm just a nerd with these things. I just like follow it really, really heavily. Um, you can do almost anything inside. Like you are, you are good. And the vaccine is actually working better than it did in the clinical trials. So that's really positive but they did say like you know some people may you know for the immunocompromised and people who you know may have been like had heart transplants and stuff like that medical conditions it might be still you know worth it to wear it but you know to your point of the the flu they were saying how like australia and even the u.s saw like dramatically reduced flu season from last year because everyone was already wearing masks so yeah yeah i mean you you'd be smart to like wear it there in places like that and, yeah, and, and again, I, I think I've talked to a bunch of people about this either on shows or whatever, but um, I got to visit Japan uh, before, and in Japan, people just wear masks normally when they're yep. sick, yep. and then they don't even just, they wear them normally anyhow, even if they're not sick, if they go to, like, the train station, um, and even, like, some girls wear them to, like, not be approached by people. Sure. <laughs> or basically, I'm talking about guys, because they're, yeah. you know, idiots, mm-hmm. and uh, so that's, you know, it's just kind of more commonplace there, so interesting. That's great. I think yeah. I think you'll see us like the country adopt that more. I think there's already a uh, you know a consensus that if you're sick moving forward, like just wear a mask. Like who cares? Like it's this past year has made it acceptable. I think we always didn't 
like as a country didn't quite understand it um you know in the eastern countries wearing a mask i think because of the pandemic we we get it now and, and I, yeah. hopefully people will wear masks when they're sick more often moving it's forward like, yeah. it's like a wake up for the western world yeah um so back to e3 yeah uh, so we both have i've been to a bunch of them you've been to a few how many did you go to uh 2016 i went as a just a regular person <laughs> a regular person then 2017 i went to so three as work and one as you know for personal okay okay uh yeah i think i've been to six five or six probably but nice. i stopped i think my last one was the one with you um 2017 bef- yeah 2017 and before that i had not gone i think i went in 2015 so i didn't go to 2016 yeah. and i was working at big fish at the time and we didn't have any reason to go and so mm-hmm. then I went with you. So I thought we'd start at the, at the last one that we were both at yeah. uh, and just talk about some memories. If anybody listening wants to watch the video that we made, I can put a link in the show notes. Oh, what video did we make? Remember I made that little well, summary I, of us. Sorry, I went, oh, I remember that. I remember. Oh. <laughs> no, no, because I remember a few videos that we did. We did a few quick hits on the show floor, like one for Dragon Ball Fighters, um, one for another game, and then we did that wrap-up. Where we went around like one right, of the Right, the wrap-up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I yeah. wasn't sure which one you were referring to. Oh, okay. And no, also, right. I don't even know if they're still up. I, I'd be curious. What well, I found there. the one uh, which was just Tips and Tricks episode, and it was our summary was in that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah. Um, I'll put a link to that just so people can see it. Cool. And by the way, I watched that old show, and, you know, for our listeners, uh, Malik and I were both on the show Tips and Tricks. We created the show with a bunch of great people. Uh, a lot of great and, producers, yeah. Oh, my goodness. It's just like the who's who and – Ed and everybody was just awesome, and it was yeah. a very, very cool experience. And beginning to kind of a whole show, which was essentially, you know, Xbox tips and tricks, and yeah. we were there, uh, kind of representing our show and and the and the team. So it was cool. It was cool. It was very cool. And by the way, that summary is just us doing stupid stuff, like the summer. <laughs> the, the summary. It's just. It's not even oh, like yeah, yeah. game specific. It's like, hey, I met a cow and. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, it's very much, uh, you know, growing up, I used to love watching uh, like X play and and then even like because it was so personality driven, it was ahead of its time. I think uh, a lot of people like really now enjoy podcasts in general, but like the video game industry with things like X play and, and all these other shows, they kind of started it because it was really content where you got to connect with the person. And it wasn't just about what games they were playing. It's their opinions on it. And and right. you, got, you know you got to learn them so uh, i i love doing that segment i thought it was really uh it was a lot of fun because you know there's only so many things you can say about a game after you've played it and it's only going to be so different from one person to the next person so i right. appreciate the uh the little ex- extra added flair to, to that segment hey i love doing it because it reminds me you you brought up the olden days i'm actually was part of the olden days mm-hmm. and um we were doing all that kind of crazy stuff in the beginning um again not for views Weirdly enough, I just put up a TikTok about views, but we were doing it because it was just really fun. And um, I think I messaged us somewhere on Twitter, but like, you know, a bunch of us, uh, Sessler, GameSpot people, IGN people, we were all just like seeing how far we could push it actually. Mm-hmm. You know, like a lot of times they would just like say, hey, go do these things, yeah. cover these things. And then like, no, like just a blank space after, you know, like, yeah. and whatever else makes it in the cut, go for it, you know? Yeah. And I think that that's just the funnest place to be where you have that freedom to, you know, take your personality, like you said, and put that for, forward. And then the audience is going to be for that, be there for that, you know. Uh, and that's the early years, you know, we talked about this before, but I met Snoop Dogg and uh, Adam West and Bill Bellamy for some reason and all these oh, different people. 
Wow. Um, that Deep was, cuts. yeah, I know. I, I don't know why Bill Bellamy was there, but I, I was interviewing <laughs> him on a red carpet. And I just remember that moment. Um, and some of it's, it's sunny in Philadelphia, I think was in there. I don't know. It's almost feels like a dream. Um, hmm. but while I got to meet tons of people in the olden days, you recently after just E3 or alongside it have met so many people. Uh, oh. What are some of your greatest hits and people you remember uh, for like meeting and talking at E3 to? or just in general? I think in general, like in we general. can just sidestep to okay. either E3 or or you know sideways. Yeah, know. I mean E3 is like you mentioned is a great place because I think it, you know it's obviously in Cali- in Los Angeles and like um, which is also in California by the way. I just it want is. to be very specific yes. that like in LA obviously like there's tons of people who live there and so celebrities will just get invited to play like they some of them don't even know what the hell e3 is they're like oh, okay i'll go to this convention and so you just see a bunch of people and i actually got to see uh actually i won't i don't even know yeah who was it uh i i got to see miyamoto yeah oh yeah yeah and he had like a huge like huge bodyguards uh walking with him to um walking with him to somewhere i don't know where he was going but he was going somewhere and it was just like that was that was like a rock star mo- moment it's like oh my god he's like the yeah. godfather of nintendo but um yeah i mean at e3 specifically i've like gotten to see a lot of my my favorite wrestlers huge wwe fans so yeah uh, the new day i got to interview them i got to interview my favorite wrestler currently or second favorite he flips flops between first and second but <clears throat> aj styles was uh really awesome i got to interview him and he was like, after the interview, he was like, that's the best thing I've done all day, which was super nice. cool. We walked from the show floor to the uh, Mixer Dome, which was a huge thing at E3 2019, and just talked to him about wrestling. He was the nicest guy ever. I just, and it's just like talking to your favorite. Like, how, how often do you get to like have a favorite wrestler, if you're into wrestling, and then you just get to talk to them for hours, and it's just yeah. you and him, and, and you're just walking around LA. That's the coolest thing ever. Only that's, at E3. Only at E3, and that's exactly why I think it was E3 where I met one of my, you know, idols, again, kind of dating myself, but his name is Richard Garriott, and he's an astronaut, but he also, like, he, his first uh, thing and claim to fame was he made Ultima, the old school RPGs, Ultima series. And then he helped work on the MMO, Ultima Online, which was hugely influential into Ever, you know, EverQuest and, and World of Warcraft. And so to meet him was a big deal for me, and he was the same way. He was like, let's sit down, let's eat, have a sandwich, and just chat for a while and i wasn't recording it you know it wasn't just it was more like just talking with him about stuff i'm like i played your games and whatever and and then quickly i think yeah really good uh you know types of celebrities if you want to call them that um i hate the idea of celebrity but whatever (laughs) yeah uh you know well-known figures in industry the the best is like you said when they're just like super down to earth and they just want to chat about stuff I mean, yeah. Why wouldn't you want it? You have a lot of great accomplishments. You know, it's, it's fun. Exactly. Like I, I uh, outside of E three, uh, Post Malone, I got to interview him That's in the back right. of a golf cart playing Rocket League. Nicest, literally, the nicest person I've ever interviewed, celebrity or not. You know, he yeah. was, and he's like, he's like one of the biggest selling uh, artists in the world right now. Like, uh, just and it's just so weird because uh, he was like the nicest. I got to interview Logic, who is another rapper who. Um, went to you know he lived in college park maryland which is where i went to school went to college um and so yeah i mean uh, a few others uh designer I've, I've gotten to interview a lot of cool people which is really awesome and so yeah it's been it's been great i think um you know starting out you talked about like the first e3 that we went that i went to which you went to as well obviously you probably like 
the experience of a person who's watched E3 for years and then uh, got to go to it. It's just like, you know, you're kind of like just wide-eyed. And so that's probably yeah. what you saw. And then over the years, I've slowly gotten a little bit more. Um, not It's not gotten like, I'm not jaded by it, but I, I have learned to like be a little bit more in the moment, confident and just like, I don't know, more present. And so it's been really cool to be able to, you know, because I remember that E3, I got to do, I only got to do one segment on the live show, which was, uh, it was for Hello Neighbor. Oh, that's cool, right. Cool, I watched it. Yeah. Cool indie game. Um, you got to go on the stage and I was very jealous. But, you know, I think one of those things at that E3 versus, uh, you know, the the next few ones was like, things take time. You know, you got to, you want to do the thing in the moment, but I'm happy that I wasn't on stage in that moment because I know I would have been. You had to build up to bombed. it. Yeah, cause, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it just takes a few times. And, so. and like and like you said about being wide-eyed, it was really fun to, to be at that E3 with you to watch you kind of going through a lot of the first times, you know, there. Yeah. Um, yeah, and at the cool. same time, I to your point, though, this is really important for anybody else like kind of doing what we do as well. It's not jaded. It's you have to get to that level of, you like you said, in the present and just taking action and making the stuff happen right then mm-hmm. because the wide-eyed person is not going to do it. Yeah. But the wide-eyed person is going to get lost and fumbles words yeah. and he's going to be to- he or she's going to be taken up by the moment. Caught in the moment, yeah, for Caught sure. Caught in the moment. And then what that's what happened in me in 2010 probably, right? To your 2017 was like, "Oh, okay, now I have to just like kick ass and like interview people and not worry about that's just a huge celebrity." Yeah. in front of me because I met them kind of you know I met more celebrities back then too that yeah. helped me when I met Snoop Dogg because I was like if you watch the interview I'm just like what's up dude like I had no I was not afraid in that moment I wasn't like freaked out or I, I respect him and I like him you know but he was cool and I was ready you yeah. know and I think that's really important you've got to build that up yeah it's it's so it's so odd and it, and it works just for anything honestly not just hosting but I like even my time at Xbox like literally everything that's happened I was always wanting more, but then when I look back on it retrospectively, I'm like, oh, that set me up for, to be able to handle this and that. And like, it's just really weird. Um, not weird. It's just interesting to look back and see how enthusiastic you wanted, like you were about a certain thing, but then you're like, oh, I'm glad that I went through all those things. They really yeah. helped me to, to build up to it. So, Hey, yeah. real quick tangent. Um, I think yes. it was at E3 that someone shot that intro of all of us going there. Yeah. Like, I was like taking pictures of a plant or something, and yeah, as each do. person had their, which as I normally do, each person had their own little intro. Do you? Yeah. We, is that online somewhere? It is. Yeah. It's, Can uh, you send me the link? I will send you a link after this. Okay. Yeah, for sure. It's a, it's a tweet. Yeah, I think I put the tweet out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You just send it to me, and I'll put it in the show notes because I really like how that was done, and that's you know remind me of the olden days where, like you said, X Play and, and our shows, press pause, we're doing those kind of like little intros to make people excited. Yeah, uh, and it was fun to get to be part of another one. And I was also going to say about that E three. Yeah. Um, well, there was a couple of things. One was, yeah, I got to do the stage again. And as soon as I did the stage, it just felt like coming home. You know, like I just I do love. Obviously, I talk enough. I love the stage, <laughs> and, um, and it was really cool. I just felt like very comfortable, and um, yeah, I just uh, I know I, you've already done that essentially. You've. You've but crossed I wanna, over, I but think. I want to crossed over into next life. Yeah, no, I want I want to do the actual stage of the show of the E three show. Yeah, that's what we, what we were doing. This what we doing the second stage is what I was doing. Well, we were doing the live show. I want to be on the main event. Oh, like the main the show event. that's yeah, happening, yeah, yeah. like the actual showcase. It's but here's the thing: once yeah. you're on whatever we were doing, there's literally no more steps. It's just like scheduling. 
I, well, it's just I don't know. I think that uh, the big difference in my in my head of those two is like there's a bunch of people in the room. So it's like you may be talking to more people like on the live state, like on the live show, more people that are watching virtually. But then like the live sh- the the showcase is like thousands of people in attendance. And oh right, I get, I get it. Nervous, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just like, and they're watching what you're saying. Like it's, you know, there's a bunch of people walking around on the show floor while we're doing the live show, but they're not paying. They're, they're in their own little world. Right. So. Yeah. There's no. There's like if if people come to watch a live show at a at a E3 or GDC or whatever, uh, packs, they're like 28 people. <laughs> you yeah, know, like yeah, it's not they're like, let's kind of look what's going on over here, uh, and it's actually like much more than a stadium can fill online. But yeah. it's not the same thing. Yeah, and no. You can't I think see it them. was, what was that? You can't see people who are watching oh, yeah. online. Right, you, right. Don't, you don't know what they're doing. Uh, yeah, you don't know what they're doing. Um, I'll tell you this. I recently, I think my last E3 was actually 2019 mm. because I went with Midwinter when we were like working on Scavengers. And I got to do uh, Jeff Keighley's um, showcase. Did you ever see that video? I don't think uh, I, I don't put think it I did. Up. So it was the Coliseum, and it was like hundreds of people. So it wasn't thousands. Sure. And I, th- I think I not think I know you could do that room because I feel like that is a nice in between before like thousands. Mm-hmm. And it felt like, you know, the people on the bottom and there was people on the top. You couldn't see the people on the top. Sure. So you didn't worry about them, and the people on the bottom you could really only focus on like fifty eight you know, or a hundred or 90 or something. And so that was totally manageable. And I had such a good time doing that. So hopefully you get to do, I think that we'll see the next step. Yeah. I mean, it really just depends on the, uh, the day. Sometimes, sometimes it depends on how well, like if you ate something, the the right thing in the morning, if you got a good night to rest, like sometimes I'll like, even at work, I'll be in meetings and I'll be super nervous. And then other times it's the same person, different day. And I'm just like, let's do this. Let's rock this. And so it just really depends, but I'd like to hope that I'd get the, courage to be able to get up in front of people and, and say my lines you know actually it was my first time ever meeting Ricari that we talked about um Ricari Austin uh we talked about um his time on stage because when I went to E3 at 20, 2016 that's when I saw Ricari for the first time he was talking about Killer Instinct and so and I asked him about it I was like oh what's it like going up on stage in front of all those people to talk about Killer Instinct and he was like I was like, you didn't forget your words or anything. And obviously there's teleprompters, but like you didn't fumble over your words. And he's like, nah, like he said, he just, they had to learn. They got to write their own script for the most part and they had to learn it. And so he probably could have recited it in his, uh, in his, you know, mm. in his sleep. But it's just, you know, some people have it and some people have to get it. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, it's funny. Cause I didn't even know back again, not to always go back to the, you know, time machine or whatever. Um, but back in the day I did teleprompter for the first time. And I didn't know if that was a skill that I had. Like you said, you just either, I think, go with it and it makes sense to you or it doesn't make sense to you. And it totally makes sense to me. Uh, Similar to that, I like wrote most of my own stuff. And then, you know, you think about what you had said and written down, but there's like a rhythm to reading off of it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And so you're not reading. You're kind of like checking it out and remembering, you know, looking, looking ahead. And what's really key is the speed of it. Because yeah. whoever's whoever's rocking that speed, they can like screw you over. Yeah, um, there's, there's some interesting uh, videos on TikToks on TikTok of like um, like news anchors like giving you their like showing you their prompters like the teleprompter challenge, and you can kind of read their you know do it their video and read the yeah, yeah, yeah. prompter. It's pretty interesting, but yeah, I agree 100. Uh, reading is not the same as reading a prompter, and I think a lot of people find that out 
when they get on the show, it is, you know, it is knowing how sentences are, are put together and knowing like when you're reading something, what's coming next, knowing the writer and how they write right. so that and you can like have the right inflection in your voice. Inflection. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was going to say it's, that. It's a whole thing, but you know, it's not the hardest thing in the world. I think it, you just, it's just something that you have to perfect. And so, uh, tangent number two, um, yeah. I think I'm focusing on like, I don't know. I'll say this the first time on a podcast, but I really, I really know that I could work at SNL and I kind of mm. like, I've been putting that in my visualization board, <laughs> oh, you know, like starting to think about it because I am older, but at the same time, you know, you know me, I'm, I'm like a young spring chicken. Don't look here. a day over 20. That you're lying there. That's a lie. Uh, well, you know, I don't think you do, but whatever. Okay. Well then fine. I'll take it. Yeah. Just take it. What uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But <laughs> yeah, the that, compliment. I think I was like, you know, for many years nervous about, you know, not even approaching it. I know it seems daunting of a task and people are like, oh, what's he talking about being an SNL? But even if it was a show like it, right, and it was in that same kind of vein of a sketch comedy live or whatever, that's kind of what I'm going for now with all these sketches I'm writing and I'm just really focusing on writing and performing. Even if they're small sketches that only get a few thousand views, it's more like honing me, you know? And the tangent is they have cards. Yeah, SNL, they have cards. And even, again... I'd say it's SNL adjacent type show and they had cards for me after doing teleprompter for so long and mm-hmm. what we just talked about, I think I'll do great at that. Like that seems fun. Yeah. I think it's probably, I feel like it's easier. So there's an entire video on YouTube that, you know, for all the SNL fans that you can go and watch. And it's like, there's like, there's a, an hour long video, you know, about the writer's room and, but there's oh, I've a, seen there, all those. Yeah. But there's like a really specific video on teleprompter. And if you didn't know, like I'm a huge SNL fan as well. Like I got tickets to go twice this year. I didn't go cause one, like they give you like two days warning and like getting flights to New York city from Seattle with two days warning. Oh, Not yeah. ideal unless you're really rich, but um, yeah, they have a whole video on YouTube that people should check out. That is uh, with the cue cards. And, like, you can see, like, they color-code it by the person who's supposed to read it. So everyone gets a different color so they know what lines. They only write in capital letters. They don't put more than a certain number of words per line. And it's like a real science. And and so if you see one of those prompters, you're like, well, there's a reason why you use uppercase and lowercase when you're, like, writing so that people can make it easier to read. But on the cue cards, they only use uppercase letters. So it's a little different. But um, it's like... Um, it's interesting how, you know, you'd have to read when they're flipping the card or like, right. Because, well, that's just rehearsal. You know what I mean? That's like when I do these sketches, now we're just talking about comedy for a minute, but like, um, when I do the sketches, you know, a little behind the curtains, I write it like a real script, but then when I'm performing it, I'm not looking at it, obviously I'm not even looking at the cards. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of memorize the at least chunk that I'm going to do. That might be like 15 seconds or 30 seconds or whatever. And that I feel like is similar to when you rehearse something with cards that we would be flipping because you're just remembering the part that you, you know, these sections at a time. Yeah. Well, um, some, and, and some, uh, celebrities, the, the hosts do better than others. So there's some where, you know, like they're looking at the card and like, yeah, and it's just like, uh, but then like, if you go and specifically one person, one host that if you go and watch their, their sketches, they're all, they're never looking at the card. Almost never. Is Melissa McCarthy? She has oh, some of the cor- fun, yeah. funniest Destroys. SNL sketches, 
and you could tell that she's not reading off the card. Like she memorizes it. Maybe she references the card just to look to see what it's going to say. Yeah, yeah. But her delivery in those are some of my favorite sketches. I highly recommend. If people say SNL is not funny, go and type in Melissa McCarthy episode yeah. sketches. Like they are just the most funny. Yeah. By the way, we're in an SNL tangent now because there's a great video. And again, I don't know what it is. I'll, I'll make myself a note right now, so I'll put it in the notes. But um, this guy went, was, his name's Drew something. He's a big YouTuber. He's all his videos are millions of views. And he did a retrospective of SNL. He literally went through mm. like one episode from each season. Oh, and, and he's a younger guy too. So it was cool to see it through his eyes, you know, like he had never seen some of the even 80s and 90s ones. And just to put this to rest and like he did in his video, there was no golden era. There was no better than now. It's mm. always been up and down. And yeah. I thought it was really fascinating because he was like in the, the years that you thought were the best, it's probably because you were like watching it the most, but there's shit shows in every season. Yeah, you know, like it's hard. Yeah. It's really, really hard. So you don't know. And and again, not to bring it back to my sketches, but I, the the last sketch that did well for me was the one I didn't like at all. Like I was just like, oh, that that might do well, but I don't know. And it got yeah. like a lot of views because you just don't know what's funny, you know, or you don't yeah. know what other people will find funny. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think that uh, you know, for the people who don't know and like to criticize us to know, which is fair, you're allowed to like. Crit- anything you want i think the turnaround on those episodes makes it really hard because snl is very topical with the um the current events on a lot of their cold opens and then the process from one week to the next where it's like the pitch room to writing the scripts to you know pitching it to the host to rehearsals like all to get all that done in a week that is really a lot and so uh, it can't. They're not all gonna be winners. And so yeah, one one episode that. that I was one episode that I was really disappointed by was like Keegan Michael Key. Um, his I episode was wasn't too. that funny. It but, wasn't, and he's destroy. He destroys. Yeah, he's so good at sketch. Exactly. His stuff on Mad TV was hilarious, and so that was disappointing. But it's not him. It's like the constraints of having to put together a show, and you know, sometimes it's the writer, sometimes not. There's a lot of dynamics that have to be like have to work together, work well together. And so that's why it's not always going to be winners. But I still think there's some really funny sketches. Um, I, during work, my YouTube recommendation is all SNL stuff. And I have a few nice. videos that I go back to. Um, but I think that, you know, people like uh, Cecily Strong on the show right now, Keenan has always been great. Um, Kate Cecily's McKinnon's leaving. Great. Cecily's leaving, I think. That's the rumor. I don't think there's. it's been confirmed. But the She rumor, went out. She went out so awesome if she did, though, that episode. Yeah. Yeah, that episode was great. I think the rumor people took, uh, if you see the cold open of that last episode, the four people who were standing on the stage, the rumors that they're all leaving, which would be Cecily, I think it's Kate, right. Keenan, yeah. and uh, AD. Yeah. So, I think because here's the thing, and, and when you dig down into it, because I'm a nerd for this, and we should just maybe make an SNL podcast. <laughs> but uh, like AD Bryant has a show called Trill that's really yeah. good. She's you know, splitting her time to work on that. Keenan but it's has a not going to get renewed, though. I think it, oh, this really? is last season, I believe. This yeah. is last season, okay. Yeah. But Keenan's got a brand new show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ceci and, and Kate's been there for, I guess, in quotes, forever now. When it's SNL, it's like, that's yeah. a long time even. So anyways, uh, all I'm saying is, SNL, if you're listening, I'm going to be applying soon. So You got to pitch yourself, man. Pitch yourself. For this sure. isn't the best pitch yet. <laughs> But you, it's okay. It's a start. It's That's a start. You know. Just like like that, like you said at the beginning of the episode, we just got to work our way up to it. That's right. That's right. Uh, bringing it back to E3 real yeah. quick. Um, any other E3 memories? I was going to mm-hmm. think of, you know, when I was going through all those pictures, some moments that I had. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think all of my E3 moments are just 
the kind of sappy stuff where like I just love the energy around E3. I love uh, the after. Not, I don't want to call them after parties, but like E3 is a very stressful time for a lot of developers and and people representing uh, companies in the gaming industry. And so at the end of the night, no matter how tired you are, everyone kind of just will go to like the JW or s- some of the hotel bars and just hang. And you just get to see a lot of really famous. Um, gaming celebrities if you wanted to say call it that like heads of companies that you've watched on tv and it's kind of really cool to see them in that element laid back and so the connections and and then the fans of xbox you get to talk to them sometimes they recognize you like that's happened a lot more in the in the past e3 and i'm just weird i'm not very good at like i'm a very shy person you don't say and i'm i'm very um i'm like I stay in my apartment and I sleep all day. So I'm not a social kind of guy. And so when people walk up to me or recognize me, it is weird. But it's I, I love I love getting to see people that I've only talked to online in person. So yeah. those are my favorite moments in e- of E3, just getting to you know, be a big old gaming community together. Yeah, and to that uh, point, one of my favorite things is just meeting friends who I haven't seen forever because yeah. you know th- that's what this E3 show has been about, which is – People live all over the country and all over the world, and they can all come together in this one time. And even though it's difficult and you're sweating and there's too many people <laughs> and you don't want to really be there after day one, you, you do because of what you just said. It's those connections you make or have made. And like mm-hmm. literally there's, especially after the pandemic, I, I can't wait for another one because, yeah, you know, or whatever the next show will be. Like if it's a, you know, E3 or whatever, rumor is I might be going to CES. Oh, that'd be cool. That'd be Um, cool. Not the same energy, but still. No, no, no. Not and here's what's weird is it used to have video games like a lot. Yeah, Yeah. that's where Um, the original Xbox was debuted. Oh, look at you, Mr. Xbox. Mr. Xbox. Bill Gates and The Rock unveiling the Xbox. Okay, so instead of Xbox person, I'm just going to call you Mr. Xbox. I'm the historian. Yes. Okay. I'm, I'm the official Xbox historian. Anyways, it's just meeting you know meeting friends and having like you said those drinks and. And kind of just, you know, that's what life is about is the connections with people. So, um, well, well, I miss two it. quick things. Yeah. One, uh, I love the transformation of thought from a lot of people where they're like, E3 is dead. There's no use for E3. And I think the pandemic, like many things, put that into perspective. And I think people mm. are excited to go back. And, and you see that in the transformation from what happened last summer in the industry where everything was spread out over the summer to now, like, yeah, no, we need a unified event at one time where a bunch of news. And I think people, are going to want that personal thing, that uh, in-person thing back next year. So it's great that it's almost like the pandemic helped E3 and the ESA a little bit because people are now clamoring for that. The second thing, I I just remembered another thing, Uh, Dan Shu. I got you. Ah, my buddy Dan Shu. Why I read uh, religiously Electronic Gaming Monthly when I was a kid. So that was also another cool moment. Boy, I miss Dan so much. Um, he's doing, by the way, uh, for anybody who likes him or know of him, Dan Shu, um, he has a new show with his wife called Going Analog. I think it's a podcast and a video series. It's on all these different platforms, so just look up Going Analog. He, It's all about board games, mm-hmm. and him and his wife have every board game ever, and yes. they like talk to you know the creators of board games and, and review them and stuff. And when I went to his last place he lived it's just like it was a wall of board games yeah like a literal wall i'm not joking like it was just one wall that's a uh, lot yeah and they're obsessive about it so he's awesome and I, yeah like you said earlier you know it's fun when people recognize you but it's for me it's really fun to introduce people 
to people who they haven't met before. I did that only a couple of people, I think, with you, but I've mm-hmm. done that before at other E3s where people are like, oh, you're mm-hmm. going to go to the, that special room with the people in it? Yeah, come along. And it's, yeah. yeah, I love it. It's awesome. Uh, to close it out, are you looking forward to anything from this E3? I know it's kind of a weird question because the whole idea is we don't know what we're going to – we don't know what we really don't know. Yeah. Did I say that right? Uh, we don't, don't know. We, we don't, don't. We don't know what we don't know, right? Yeah, and I think yeah. there's a, a lot of cool things that have happened so far, um, you know, from the Far Cry stuff to the Battlefield stuff to which I'm a huge fan of Battlefield, to um, even the Horizon, not, yeah, Horizon Forbidden West stuff. So that's nice little precursor, and then you have like the main stuff starting as of tomorrow, as of this taping, we're on on the 9th of June. So tomorrow, Summer Games Fest starts. That's right. Um, yes, and then it uh, really kicks off with you know the rest of the next week, this week and next week of Xbox and Nintendo and all these other um, third parties. So Ubisoft, I'm really excited. EA Play is a little bit later, but um, yeah, I mean it's it's a weird thing like you mentioned because I do work at Xbox. I put in quotes vendor, so those I don't know if that counts. But point being that I don't actually know anything, so. I could speculate, but I think people will take it as like, oh, he's saying something. Um, you don't have to talk about happen. Xbox. No Xbox talk but, on, at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah, no. But. Yeah, no. I, I, just, uh, I just like, I'm excited to see what everybody's doing. I'm excited to see what Nintendo's doing. I know there's rumors of a, a Switch Pro. Pro, or yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll see if that happens. Not a huge, I'm not like, I had a Switch and I sold it because at the time, the games just weren't for me. I'm a huge Mario Kart fan. Um, but that was the only reason I had it. And so this might be another reason to, to for me to pick it up, pick up a Switch if it gets like higher fidelity. I do have a 4K TV, so I definitely want that extra, all the extra pixels. Um, and hopefully Ubisoft brings up a Splinter Cell um, because I'm not going to hold my breath. Every year I'm just like, this is going to be the year. Come on, it's been long enough. Didn't they do like a, a teaser at some point? I thought they just re- recently did one, didn't they? Well, I think... Sam Fisher's been at almost every E3, just not in one of his own games. And so he's been in, like, Ghost Recon. He's been in um, a, actually multiple Ghost Recons, if I'm correct, and a bunch of other games. And so they they know Sam Fisher is a, is a wanted man, so to speak, but uh, they're just not giving us a splinter. Not giving you what make, you want. Yeah. Very sad. Um, I think, yeah, for me, it's, it's, it is um... – you know those those presentations because I still yeah. like the specialness Christmassy type feel that I get of like here's a presentation with a bunch of stuff in it I'm gonna get some snacks I'm gonna watch it and because I have a nice monitor I have a 4K monitor on my computer um, I can actually if it can get to me that fast you know it might be 1080p who knows but if it's actually in 4K I can see like this really cool presentation of new trailers so for me it's just always about the newest games. Mm-hmm. Um, on my other podcast, the So Video Games podcast, uh, we review every game that comes out, and you know, it's just every enough, game, almost, pretty much, almost oh, at this point. Wow, yeah, impressive. we're crazy. Impressive. Um, give it a listen sometime. You know, I you will. want, you want. I will. Maybe I will. Uh, maybe, maybe I will. You know, I don't do anything besides sleep. If I'm not, a, if not, I'm that's not true. Working. You're not gonna. We'll put the podcast on while you're sleeping, and you'll listen to it at like a subliminal thing. Okay. Yeah, I do and fall then, asleep to. <laughs> Side note, real quick. Sorry, I do fall asleep to um, this. There's an app called Old Time Radio, uh, and it has uh, there's probably multiple versions of this kind of app, but it has like old time mysteries from like the 1970s. What from, on the radio? And so there's a thing called CBS Murder Mysteries, and so they're hour long stories 
fully yeah. voice acted and like high quality. Um, but sometimes they'll have the commercials, like the commercials from the seventies there. And so literally, I just fall. It's like you're you're in the seventies where time was times were simpler and yeah. the radio was it. And so I fall asleep to that. Those are my favorite. That's so funny. Yeah. Okay, so two things in that. One, I should make a new so video games podcast episode that's just all old timey. And then it'll like fit right into your mix and you mm-hmm. can listen to it as you go to bed. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll do that. But there secondly, go. there's a lot of, I, I watch, I listen to a lot of YouTube stuff when I go to bed and YouTube has like these great, you know, 10 hours of X music, uh, yeah. whatever kind you want. As well, yeah. And they have one that's like old timey radio while it's raining out. And there's a camp and there's like, um, uh, you know, Ooh. a fireplace or something. And you're like, Love that. okay, yeah. I'll listen to that as I go to sleep. Um, yeah, so there's, a, there's a lot of really cool videos like that. Yeah, I, I haven't checked that out because I think the rain does add an atmosphere. Because there's like there's a channel where like they have like it's like the rain. It's just rain noise, but the visual of uh, it being like in a nice apartment in a big city with mm. the city in the background, just like really neon, and it just it's like puts you in a in a certain space to be able to like put yourself in that. Uh, in that location and just drift away. So yeah, it's yeah, cool. the environment. It's like you, it like takes over. Yeah. Well, this has been fun. I have one last question for you. Then we'll get okay. out of here. Is this it's, a surprise it's, question? It's a surprise question, oh. and it's not that much of a surprise. Okay. But are you excited about Halo Infinite? Because I know you're a very big Halo fan. We talk about mm. this a lot, and you basically say that that's the main game you play. I think five, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, and you love it so much. Halo Infinite, uh, you know, had a trailer that people weren't super awesomely happy yeah. about it was probably just rushed and that's fine because they were in you know deep in development yeah. it got pushed from its original day but unlike other games it's probably best that they did that because now they can you know <laughs> like really games. have a good what could you be referring to well here's a i've already <laughs> been on record it i was referring to cyberpunk but yeah, no, i love cyberpunk and beat it and i love it to death so even yeah. with its bugs so what are your thoughts on Halo Infinite? I don't know. Like, if it's too sucks. close to school. <laughs> it sucks. Three for three sucks. No, okay. I, I, zero I, out of ten. One out of ten. Zero out of ten. No, I, uh, I'm, I'm very excited. As you mentioned, I, there was a running joke on Tips and Tricks when we would go through the show of what you're playing, and it was always Halo 5 Guardians because I do think that Halo 5 has the best multiplayer of any Halo game. Uh, fight me if you think differently. Um, and I just loved everything about the movement and the speed of Halo 5. So it was perfect. And so I'm very excited for Halo Infinite. I will say like for the longest, Halo 5 was my most played game of all time. And now it's been usurped by Apex, of which I mm. think I have like 50 days in Apex. Jeez. Like total. I don't know what that translates to. And it's probably not that impressive compared to other people who have it's thousands and thousands of hours. Yeah. But um, but yeah, so I'm very excited for Halo Infinite. I'm, I'm excited to see what they've done in the past year. But I love the fact that if you know you go back and watch some of the interviews that phil spencer head of xbox has done uh he's talked about that decision you know it was instant like the integrity and the uh legacy of the halo franchise is more important than hitting a date and so i'm i love that they did that and so we'll have to see how it turns out when it's uh shown off here in a little bit and then i'm pumped for later this year it's gonna have a lot of stiff competition i think yeah this is the like a mirroring 2007 where you had a Battlefield game, a Call of Duty game, and a Halo game. Juggernauts in the first person uh, arena kind of going at each other. And obviously they announced Halo multiplayer is going to be free to play. So you can just play it. Um, so we'll see how that goes. So that's a big leg up. But 
it's gonna have stiff stiff competition but i love halo and i think it's gonna do great and i'm wondering like it's got the campaign component and you know me i'm the main one player guy you're the multiplayer guy in general oh in general i love i i'm a i'm mostly a single player guy but then there are games that come come around that i can't the multiplayer games that come around where i cannot step away from it but i'm i'm through and through a campaign give me a great story and i'll I'll play it okay i think because yeah because lots of times we talk you would bring up multiplayer first you know so i didn't know yeah i mean um, it's a a good point because i i don't have the attention span that i used to and so (laughs) or at all ever had one because yeah yeah that's true yeah i don't watch movies and stuff like that but if it's a if it's a good campaign and a good story based in reality like i'm not a sci-fi guy so the halo campaign while i'm sure i'll play it it's not what i'm looking forward to but if it's like most looking forward to but if it's like a uh, in like a real like games like uncharted which you know again it has some levels of it's a video game but or like last of us like those are the kinds of games i love um and like games like hitman which is you know still hitman's great oh my goodness i love yeah. how they rebooted that franchise and that whole yeah. thing was great uh forbidden west looked really good i saw some of the footage and yeah there's a lot of big games and heavy hitters uh that i'm excited for but just like most times in this whole world of games, I'm just excited about the next new thing. So I, I don't know what is going to be my favorite game because it's probably going to be a question mark one that I've never heard of. And mm. that's what excites me the most, actually. Because, you know, you could see, I think you alluded to this earlier, you can see footage of or talk to people about the game that you like and you know what it's going to be. And it's the next Last of Us and it's the next whatever. And you go, uh, there's no excitement there. You know, like, I get it. I'm going to buy it. So shut up. Like, (laughs) take my money. But with, you know, even with Far Cry 6, like, I was a little Mm. question mark on what that was. And when we finally got to saw footage, that was, like, kind of a mini Christmas because I was like, oh, that's a setting. You're a female protagonist. There's some funny, like, comedic weapons. And there's a little dog in a wheelchair for some reason. And, yeah, yeah, it just, I like seeing, like, now I know what the game's going to be and I can get excited about it. But then I don't want to see like a like a long playthrough of it, you know. Just yeah. let me well, play the game, especially for single player games. Like it's if you're gonna play it, you you want it to like be a part of the full experience. You don't want to you don't want somebody else somebody else to play it and then I you know have to go through the whole thing. But the, so many people yeah. watch that shit though, isn't that crazy? Uh, I I get it because I think they want to see how all the game systems work together. They they want to get a feel for what the game's gonna be like. But then yeah, there are people who are probably more like you and I, where it's like I want to experience that for myself in the yeah. moment and not have it ruined. So I, yeah. I get both sides for sure. So diplomatic I am, you know. I'm just like a <laughs> nice Mister Xbox, all diplomatic. That's right. That's what um, they call me. This uh, felt like an old episode of Tips and Tricks. Actually, it's always awesome to talk with you, and I think you should be on this podcast a lot i know you said it's a one and done and you're never gonna well, come back that's what you said i, I did not I said you did you said that I said in, a in dm you no. said i will never do your podcast again only this once stop asking me stop asking me exclamation wow, did you, point did you read that verbatim wow that was yeah impressive yeah. you pulled it up really fast no, i memorized I, I memorized that i'm good at that <laughs> you, now you did no i i uh for me i uh don't like to overcommit and under deliver and so i like to set people's expectations that i as I said many times in this podcast, sleep a lot. And after work, I'm just like, I just want to go straight to bed. And I don't want, I just want to shut off the world. And so uh, I like to set proper expectations so nobody's um, it's let down. I don't want to let people down, Carlos. Okay, you're not going to let people down. Here's what, here's what we're going to do. Your name is Mr. Xbox, also mm-hmm. a.k.a. Malik. That's right. And Mr. Xbox might return to this podcast someday. There we go. And then it's like an, oh, wait, she do an old-timey voice. 
with the radio program. Hey, see? Hey, Wait. see, there's Mr. Xbox, and he might come back, <laughs> you see? Yeah, exactly. Why did, they talk, why did they talk like that? But, by the way, it's not, even, it's not even the audio technology. It's literally people talking. Their voices, like, yeah. He, I have a little fun tangent for this, and this will take us out to the, sh- the end of the show. Yeah. I did research that, and most people back in the day, let's call it the 30s, 40s, 20s, whatever, they didn't talk like that. Okay. And what they did is I think they invented it for movies mm. so that it was more of a caricature. And that's what I heard when I researched it. Like it was and like more newscasters, yeah, too. Yeah, and like radio, right? It was like, yeah. listen, you got to hear this new news. See, it's the big news flash. And it was like, Ugh. it's a uh, accentuation, which I don't think sure. is a word. No, that's a word. Yeah. Okay. Accentuation. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, then I think because people weren't just walking around going, like, give me a, a, a coffee, see, and make it snappy. Yeah, like they were like, probably like, put your hands up, me. you're getting robbed. You know, <laughs> we're getting robbed. Like, yeah, they're probably yeah. like, give me a coffee. We're your. This is a robbery. That's it. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but you know, I you know, it's one of those things with the times. Things change, um, and and uh, that's one of those things where I, I'm very curious as to things. You know, people always talk about like, what are the things we're doing today that people are going to look back at and say like, why did they do that? But like that that is. Ooh, gross. I hate it. Anytime I hear it, I immediately turn off whatever it is that I'm listening to. Even the old-time radio, like the commercials are cool, but as soon as they start going into that kind of voice, I'm just like, uh, I got uh, I got to fast interesting. forward. Interesting. Yeah. It's just it's just weird. It's like it's like uh like you said a caricature of a person. It's just like why? And the news flash people today in the news, three people yeah. were killed in and it's just like, ugh. Yeah. It puts me in a bad space. Well, we won't um do that voice on this podcast ever again. Okay. No. okay. No, it's okay if I, if I know it's fake. If if that's how they're talking, though, it's just like yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. For character so, piece, they're fine. So, Malik, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me uh, on Twitter at Malik Prince. That's my name. Uh, I got that name. Uh, there was another person with that handle, and I was able to steal it from them. Uh, yeah, I think that's the main. That's the main place that I really update publicly. Okay, check you out on Twitter. On I Twitter. am. O-N-A-W-A on Twitter and YouTube.com slash a lot of things. Thanks, Malik, for being here. And Thanks for having let's, me. I'll let you go back to sleep. <laughs> I'm gonna, I think I'm going to – it's too late. Well, it's not too late. I'm going to get something to eat, then I'm going to go to sleep.